All right, welcome back to Late Night Lately. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premiere late night podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Listen, I missed last week's episode. We have some news to talk about, so let's get to this monologue. Dominion Voting Systems settled its lawsuit against Fox News, bringing in a record $787 million in damages. But no formal televised apology has to be given by Fox News anchors, which is fine because the only way any of those people know how to give an apology is by leaving too little cash on a dresser and asking if Dominion needs a ride back to school. Now, I understand that, sh- that joke was way out of line, way out of character. It was the only punchline I could come up with. Please don't be mad. Republican Senator Mitch McConnell returned to the Senate after a fall required him to miss 40 days. The only reason he was gone for so long was because, like a tortoise, he had trouble rolling off the tip of his shell onto his feet. Messed up some wording there. 89-year-old Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein has reportedly not been present for four months of judiciary meetings due to health problems, most recently being diagnosed with shingles in February. Now, Democratic senators and organizations are calling for her to resign in order for them to nominate a replacement. And judging by the track record of those in our government, I highly expect a sexy, hot 81-year-old to join the ranks. SpaceX celebrated a test launch of a rocket this past Thursday, during which the rocket blew up after four minutes of flight. For $3 billion, you expect this thing to last longer. Couple that with exploding Teslas. How is it that the only thing Elon Musk is successful in doing with explosions is impregnating women who want nothing to do with him? Yeah, I ad-libbed on that one a little bit because I thought it would be funnier, and it was. Apple opened its, and finally, Apple opened its uh, first Apple store in Mumbai, India this week. The plus side is iPhones made by the small hands of Chinese children won't have to be shipped as far. All right, that's the end of the monologue. Welcome back to Late Night Lately, Episode 8. That was the best monologue delivery I've done thus far. Uh, I uh, like I said I mentioned in the uh, the, in the, uh, the before the monologue I, I missed a couple of I uh, missed a week uh, I was gonna do one and then I forgot to and <laughs> and then I just took a week off and now we're here at this doing whatever I need to do anyway uh, let's talk about what has been happening what's going on in the uh, in the late night world uh, well for the Daily Show we've had two guest hosts for the past two weeks. Both Daily Show alumnus that currently work on The Daily Show. Both correspondents, rather, is what I should say. Roy Wood Jr. and Jordan Klepper were able to uh, host The Daily Show for uh, the the weeks. Uh, they both did very well, very admirable. It was great to see both of those guys really take over and shine. Uh, I think, you know, a, a lot of a lot of uh, ha- a lot has been said rather in terms of who should take over the desk and i and i specifically uh, recall seeing uh, people say Roy Wood Jr should be the one to do it and uh, during the week that he was hosting and while i don't disagree i uh, we we shouldn't jump the gun and things like this i think Roy Wood Jr was so good he had interviews with uh, people like Cory Booker he still hosted a a podcast called Beyond the Scenes. He, uh, let's see, what else? What else? What else? What else was there? Uh, he had even brought in Jordan Klepper to do his segment, and it was, uh, I mean, it was great. And and Desi was there too. Uh, it's just uh, amazing to see how how these how the correspondents have really 
uh, come into their own and and they're able to take over the show. And that really, and then even this week to see Klepper, who has already had a, a Comedy Central show in the opposition, um, he's a he's a great host, great personality, and uh, it's good to see that that this show is able to really foster their talents. I know it sounds a little bit uh, uh, cliche to say, but really foster their talents in terms of. Uh, the the host who uh, the, excuse me not the host but the uh, um, the 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 people in front of the camera who don't typically get the the same spotlight as a reg, as a real as the regular host would uh, which leads me to believe I mean not believe but leads me to think you know if 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 Desi and and Roy were junior if the room the rumor is that Desi and, and Roy are, uh, are are going to um, or the rumor at least this past fall was that uh, the two of them were going to host at the same time, co-host uh, together. Wouldn't it be nice? And then, and then a couple of weeks ago, I, I, uh, I read an article, or I talked about an article, rather, uh, that said, or so at this point in the last episode, talked about an article that said, uh, shouldn't they do guest hosts all the time? I want to posit another thing, another theory, not theory. Uh, what if they were able to, the Daily Show was able to just take the correspondence and let everybody rotate through. So one week it's Michael Costa, one week it's uh, Dulce Sloan, one Ronnie Chang. Like what? I wonder if that would also be. I like I truly anything to spice up the 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 person behind the seat, the, like any type of late night show. I think that's um, you know, for for all uh, intents and purposes, with having James Corden. I, I know people don't really typically like him, particularly like him. Um, I don't know if you heard my stomach growl, but it really just growled. Uh, but I, I, you know, he changed the way. If Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, okay, so Carson really perfected late night. Letterman allowed late night to be um, more uh, uh, strange at a time where it wasn't, you know, a little bit more comedic at a time where it, it wasn't as comedic. Uh, uh, Conan really brought fun back into late night. Uh, Kimmel brought late night to the internet. Uh, Jimmy Fallon honed the the late night uh, internet crowd, and uh, uh, Corden really, for a split second, perfected it thanks to his you know uh, uh, pieces like Carpool Karaoke and and things of that nature. Um, I I think the Daily Show could be the thing that really spices things up in terms of having. People be able, or excuse me, correspondents be able, be the hosts and and really show that hey, these are the talents we have. Look at SNL. SNL doesn't have one good person; they have many good people. They've got the Please Don't Destroy guys. They've got Keenan. They've got uh, uh, <laughs> the Weekend Update guys. Who who was I going to? I was going to say Melissa Villasenor, but she's no longer on the show. And I was going to then after that I was going to be like Cecily Strong. She's no longer on the show. They've got uh, 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 Ego Wodum. They got Bo and Yang. So everybody's allowed to shine. Wouldn't that make sense to have the correspondents be able to do the same thing? And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I like the guest host idea more, bringing in people for a week at a time. I think that's, I think that's much better than having uh, the correspondents. But I really think the correspondents only would be such a funny a funny thing. Like look at the show. It's like giving uh side actors their own TV shows. 
look at. I, I understand the show was canceled, and I, I actually stopped watching it myself. But Schooled, Schooled is a spinoff of The Goldbergs, and uh, The Goldbergs is a great show full of character actors who get leading shots, and then uh, uh, and then, and then also it's still filled with char- character actors. And Schooled, the spinoff set, you know, ten years later, is still. Uh, the the side characters getting a chance the side characters to the side characters starring in their in their leading roles uh, even though I think uh, Brian Callen <laughs> was definitely canceled <laughs> anyway I, I do think I do think that 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 could be a viable option for them as well the Daily Show should go without a regular host now that I think about it more you know and quite frankly I think the Daily Show might be the most consistent in terms of late night. Right now, at this point in time, I think it is the most consistent. Because even even with these guest hosts, I'm enjoying it more than every other late night show, save for, you know, Seth. Uh, what other clips do I want to talk about? Uh, let's see. The I, I muted it this time. I pulled up a video. This is so. These are a lot of these. Some of these clips are from two weeks ago. So, uh, but there, there was a joke about a dusty cue card that uh, that that Seth joked about in um, a closer look, uh, and he had a his cue his cue card guy Wally um, uh, blow it off. I'm looking. I'm scanning. If you're if you're looking at me watching the video, I'm scanning through and I'm finding. I'm trying to find my words, but I'm scanning through, looking for the dusty cue card. Uh, and I don't really necessarily need it anyway. So there's that, and then I accidentally closed down Squarespace, and then uh, uh, John Stewart came back to the Daily Show during Warwood Junior's time, and and it was uh, people really typically enjoyed that, and he was a he was like Obi Wan Kenobi. That was a very funny thing. Jordan Klepper went to uh, during Warwood Junior's time at the Daily Show. Our time during his week. Uh, Jordan Klepper met with uh, George Santos at Trump's arraignment, and that was a very funny. Just the way how brazen a uh, that Jordan Klepper or really anybody on the Daily Show can be. Uh, like if you look at John Stewart's interview with that that Republican senator gun advocate, uh, just how brazen they can be when it comes to questioning. And if they, it seems like. You know, it's like it's like having the best of both worlds, having the credibility of a CN, like a CNN or an MSNBC, but then also being able to say something incredibly stupid and funny. During Clapper's week, Clapper talked to this is the wrong video. Clapper <laughs> spoke with uh, 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 Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, who is uh, a. a, a a New York um, congresswoman who I do have a crush on. That's not a joke at all. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the right link to this. And they went to... Oops. They went to... Uh, uh, they talked about Trump, Clarence Thomas, ending violence, and they went to the J- Jacoby Medical Center in the Bronx to uh, have that discussion where Klepper was sweating through his shirt profusely. Then Seth Meyers stopped by the Late Late Show. That's right. They're allowed to do that. They used to not be able to. But they stopped by Late Late Show where comedians uh, like Will Hines and uh, 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 Reggie Watts, who's on the show. Who else is there? 
Will Hines and, and a couple other people. Uh, they they played crew members of the Late Late Show, which is ending next week, I believe. Uh, to and, and that were begging Seth for jobs. That was a very funny bit. I really really enjoyed that one. It was very funny. And then finally, Jimmy Fallon uh, had to deal with uh, people saving face when it comes to uh, you know there, he's, he he made a reference to the um, SpaceX rocket blowing up and how they said it was a deliberate explosion or something like that hold on what they call it they called it a i'm gonna look for this rapid unscheduled disassembly and so Tariq trotter and michael posner and steve higgins uh the first two from the roots the latter is steve higgins from snl slash uh the sidekick to jimmy fallon and uh producer and writer whatever anyway they they all try to do things like that try to speak like that anyway that was all that's all the funny stuff that happened for the week uh, that's, and I will say this. So Seth was off this week, so I can't comment on, on him, but there, I would say this past week in terms of late night, the guests were missing something like there was not, there weren't any outstanding guests. Now let's pretend the late, late show is, uh, not ending and they did, he did, they, they did manage to get, you know, people like. Lisa Kudrow and Billy Porter and John Legend and and uh, and Seth and, and things of that nature. But however, looking at uh, uh, Kimmel, Kimmel's Kimmel's group of people this week, and and it's not to say like everybody that was on this week, you know, was bad. I'm just saying that it was just lacking. It was better on Kimmel. Kimmel was better because he had Bridget Everett and and Patrick Stewart. Uh, but you know, they're just. It's just sometimes I watch the monologue and then I go, who's coming up? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'll go, oh, Bill Hader, I'll watch that. You know? Anyway. But in particular, the late show with Stephen Colbert, just the group of people they had this week. Oh, I oh he had Jenna Friedman. I talked to her years ago. Look at that. I like Jenna, I like Jennifer Friedman. Jenna, excuse me, Jenna Friedman, Jennifer Friedman. <laughs> Um, Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau were the were the standouts, but I mean, then if you just look at the week, it just wasn't it wasn't that good of a week for people. I I, mean, I feel like people were on vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's that's just how I feel. Obviously, not everybody to say that. Now, the thing I want to talk about this week this comes from Variety, written by Brian Steinberg. Night jitters, TV's late. TV crowd grapples with weakness in the wee hours. So as we know, there have been just waning numbers when it comes to late night. Late night just hasn't had the uh, the the type of ratings that it typically used to have. And I mean, that just comes from things with uh, uh, the internet, the internet and, and everything popping up and streaming and everything. And it's just easier to watch clips online to just watch the monologue that you want to watch or the carpool karaoke that we, you want to watch or the interview that you just want to watch, as opposed to having to sit through 42 minutes of a show. Uh, they people just kids, this person that, um, that Brian writes about Maddie Luke, 26 year olds, person in New York they just follow the socials they'll find an interview if they're interested in the guests they want to watch something 
they don't they want to watch the dramas they want to watch the the comedy shows but they're not really looking for late night because those things can be easily broken down into monologue interview bit music comedy stand up In 2018, seven late-night programs, uh, NBC's Tonight Late Night, CBS's Late Show, Late Late Show, ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Comedy Central's Daily Show, NBC's uh, Saturday Night Live. I don't know why we include Saturday Night Live in that. Um, I do think, I understand that there is Weekend Update, uh, but with Saturday Night Live being considered by the Emmys for a variety sketch series, I don't think that at any point that we should go, you know, the seven minutes that they do for Weekend Update is should be considered along the same veins of late night and daily show and late show and, and, and things of that nature. But apparently those shows drew in more than $698 million in advertising in 2018, according to Vivix, an, uh, a tracker of ad spending. But by 2022, the total came to $412.7 million, which is a drop of 41% over five years. It's, uh, I mean, it's tough, you know, streaming, streaming and, um, the internet have really affected whether or not these shows are, uh, really, you know, succeeding when it comes to, to, uh, to these numbers. Uh, you know, we, there, there's so many different measurements now there's live, live plus same day, live plus three day, live plus seven. Then they have to include the internet. You know, YouTube clips, they have to include who's talking about it on Twitter using hashtags, who's uh, responding to tweets, who's tagging in TikToks, who's watching the TikToks. And it's it's all it's all different types of things that they can try to spin into uh, into usable numbers for ultimately advertisers. It doesn't matter for the viewers. It just it's all for the advertisers. Which is something I, I thought about today when watching uh the tonight show when fallon it was the episode with uh i mean i guess i should pull it up because i i genuinely forgot what it was let me just type in tonight show uh uh Uh, the most recent episode was with zoe lister jones and um uh, ray romano but this is something i've noticed before when Fallon, uh, they do, they typically follow a format. They go monologue and then they go interview, interview, game, music, or comedy, and then they end the show. Uh, what I've known, what I've noticed rather in recent years is that they'll go monologue, uh, bit thing like, you know, hashtag, hashtag Friday or hashtag Thursday or whatever it's called. Uh, or you tweet, we tweet, some just whatever stupid, <laughs> stupid things going on, and then uh, and then they'll do game, and then they'll do interview, interview, and my thinking to that is uh, w- what they're suggesting is uh, people here. I have, I have two. I have two ways to think about this. Either people will stay, like if you're staying up late uh, and you're watching it live, or you're watching it on your DVR, uh, like like how I do. Uh, people will go, okay, I want to see the monologue. Oh, he's talking to Ray Romano. I want to stay on 
to to watch that and then we'll go deeper into the episode and then that counts as views you know after a certain amount of time that counts as you viewing the show and so now i'm going to watch the ray romano interview and then and then i could be done after the fact but i but at that point i've watched the monologue i've watched the theme song i've watched the game i've watched the bit part i've watched the first interview if i'm going to the second interview or if i'm watching the first interview and then that counts as the full view I mean that's just that's just that's one that's one idea and then the other idea is that um so that retention is the first idea then the second idea is uh maybe people want to see the game first maybe they want to see hashtag Fridays I don't know what it's called hashtags maybe people want to see that uh I couldn't tell you I watched Michelle Obama was on this week as well uh and I and I and I watched and I watched the episode obviously on my DVR uh or YouTube TV rather uh but I don't remember if he did a bit part or just brought her out. Oh yeah, he did because he did the bookstore surprise. That's right. I remember watching that. Um, but 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 regardless, all I'm saying is that these numbers are important for them. All of, uh, late night shows have made themselves more alluring to advertisers by offering product placements or even segments during which. Mostly hosts shadow the sponsor. I've seen on Late Night. I've seen on Tonight Show. But quote, viewers are seeking out and finding their uh, finding their cut down highlights or moments rather than making the live episode appointment viewing. Says David Setterbaum, executive vice president and head of video investment at Dents, Dents, Dentsu Media US. NBC has gotten out of uh, practice of programming a show for 1.30 a.m. Comedy Central's portfolio of wee hours programming has been cut. Daily Show was the last remaining bastion of that. Uh, CBS is reportedly going to cancel Late Late Show when they're going to do At Midnight. Others had also been wary of uh, of doing that. Everybody, Not everybody is... Uh, Advertisers are are, fit, are fickle, and that's why they have to keep doing upfronts because people, advertisers will go like, hey, like Samsung will go, hey, I want to, I want to advertise. Let's see if we get, or no, excuse me, uh, let's see, like a network would be like, you know, we see a lot of people who like to buy tech. Uh, Samsung, please advertise with us, and this is what you'll get. You can advertise on uh, during an episode of Young Sheldon. You know, if if, C, if Paramount wants that, and like, hey, you can advertise an episode of Young Sheldon, and you, we get ten million viewers. If that, we get ten million viewers, and uh, they're dedicated week to week, and blah 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 during a new episode, and you're gonna be able to get the most eyes on your new Galaxy devices. Anyway. When Conan O'Brien arrived at TBS in 2010, it has been uh, it was seen as a bid to compete more directly with the cable network's broadcast rivals. But Warner Bros. Discovery, TBS's new cor- uh, corporate parent, has made no move to find a replacement since O'Brien departed in 2021. They even canceled Samantha Bee's show, which was weekly. Netflix stopped doing late night shows. Apple runs uh, a show with uh, a John Stewart, but any buzz around it has been minimal. <laughs> The result, perhaps, of trying to run a series of this sort without the ability to promote it uh, to a big audience, turning and regularly to primetime or daytime schedules. NBCU has tested a show led by Amber Ruffin for Peacock, but is producing fewer episodes as she works on a comedy pilot. This is, I mean, this ratings are, are going down 
time over time. And, and, you're, and you're just essentially fighting for scraps at this point. We've got uh, uh, a closer look uh, from Seth Meyers' team over at Late Night. That's just a segment after the monologue, typically uh, twice a week, two or three times a week. Uh, 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 that, that often gets released on YouTube at 8 p.m., 8 or 9 p.m., 7 p.m. sometimes, uh, when the show was shot at 4 or 5 and 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 then you'll see new clips from that episode roll in the following morning. Uh, uh, let's see. There, he talks about uh, how corrections, which is a great late night product, which is an online only segment, uh, is update is on there every Thursday, and it's it's very heavy with inside jokes and. You see people essentially what what he's getting at is you see hosts trying to get their own uh, uh, other other uh, other versions of you know content because it's it's easy to get if you have a dedicated um not factory if you have a dedicated uh, uh contingent a base a base of people who are continually watch things like the the corrections videos from Seth Meyers they're never going to get more than 300,000 views but that's because it's the, it's people that watch it you know if it does get a million it's the people that watch it over and over again because they're fans of that uh Colbert had a pickleball tournament on CBS uh, shows like from NBC called That's My Jam you know Password they've uh, Carpool Karaoke does well on Apple TV there's still there's still an appeal. Cal Penn really wants to host a daily show. Uh, people are coming to host a daily show because it's an institution. And every single night you have to find something new. Conan, I, I, I know he talks about that a lot, is like finding something new was hard and the early years were tough. And even if you look at his later years, the things that they that they had to do or deal with or put up with, uh, uh, getting episodes, you know, episode... Um, not numbers, uh, runtime cut down or, or having to do an episode advertising. It's tough. It's, it was easier back in the days of Carson. But now we're seeing uh, Letterman, we're seeing uh, 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 Carson's uh, YouTube channels upload videos we're fight like Daily Show when John Stewart left, when John Stewart left, and when David Letterman left, their shows were finally able to enter the, the digital age. And now we're getting Letterman uploading videos every single uh, day, essentially. Conan too. And there are different versions of shows of late night shows. National Geographic has one. Uh, for with Neil deGrasse Tyson, which I assume is still going, and I don't know why people are watching that. CMT hired comedian Josh Wolf in 2015 to try his hand at a Wednesday to Saturday show that would examine country music notables. MTV tested middle of the night show. I've never heard of that. A series that forced celebrities, uh, a celebrity to host a late night program on the spot from his or her home. <laughs> okay. That's a funny idea. That's a very funny idea. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, and I think that they should bring that back. Middle of the night show. That's very, very funny. But knowing them, it's probably like Snooky. And, uh, and, uh, oh, here's, oh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's got some people I know by name. 
They have one clip. <laughs> Jordan Sparks, The Miz, Flula Borg, Adam Pally. Okay. Waka Flocka. And then Anthony Anderson. And then like several people I don't know. Well, not several, just a couple of people. I, I truly don't know. And uh, one guy who might be a sex addict. <laughs> Thomas Middleditch. He's, he admitted it. He had a beautiful wife. I don't know how he would want an open relationship. <laughs> and then go to a sex club in L.A. He admitted it. He admitted it. It was a big story. All right. Uh, there's a changing tide, obviously. And with a lot of a lot of late night shows had to turn to politics, too, uh, especially with Trump and everything. And I think that kind of splintered people from watching, you know, Kimmel, especially because he's he's a guy that's so vocal. Uh, how vocal is he? He's a guy. He's, but he was so vocal, especially for like healthcare for his son, Billy, uh, and and uh, and rights and everything. Um, it was, you know, and he and he definitely attacks people head on as opposed to and like him and like John Oliver, as opposed to people like uh, Colbert and. And uh, and Fallon, who just kind of play uh, the field and everything, uh, and, and we've got Fox News having Gutfeld, and that show is apparently doing the best out of all the late night shows. But that's more of a political show. Anyway, uh, this there there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it. A lot of I mean, not even nuance. It's and quite frank quite frankly, it's just uh, a lot of. Um, uh, numbers behind behind it that I think all points back to people not watching linear TV anymore. Apparently, people behind the scenes estimate that CBS reboot of um, At Midnight will cost millions of dollars less per year to produce. But it's not as, I mean, it's not as if, you know, the Late Late Show had the most money in the first place. If anything, okay, okay, so here's here's the difference between the Late Late Show and At Midnight. Late Late Show, they would do things like go to Britain and uh, or, you know, shut down Hollywood Boulevard and, and they'll do like a whole dance number, whatever, what have you, big, big things. But oftentimes it was just a small show in a studio that they really just had to, like a bottle episode every night, just like they had to deal with what was in there and probably not pay people well, going back to the writers. And then uh, if you, uh, going back to the, an episode of a show, a different show that I recorded <laughs> about t- f- uh, 28 minutes ago. Um, but then if you take At Midnight, what that show was, was a panel of comedians in front of a small crowd looking at the day's internet interactions. Which would now, I think, is like, if, if At Midnight was like the Twitter show, then uh, at midnight back then was a Twitter show. Then this version is going to be at midnight the TikTok show. I don't really think you can really compare. There's a lot of daytime talk in this article, and I don't think or piece. I don't think you can compare daytime with late night because it's a different. It's a different crowd. Like the same people. Like they're not the same people. the The people watching it aren't the same people. Audience is, is completely different. I would say that the daytime is more like with today's show, Good Morning America, CBS Mornings. All shows I watch, not Good Morning America. I don't really like that show, but because uh, I think the hosts aren't friends. <laughs> I think that's a very big. I think I like 
I think GMA might be number two in the ratings, but I I I, I go toward more towards CBS Mornings and uh, Today Show because I feel like those people gel with each other. And Good Morning America has so many different featured hosts that it's never the same two days in a row. And I don't think they like know each other beyond uh, their names. <laughs> And it just seems so forced and fake. That being said, today's show is the only one I think that uh, actually has genuine people that you know hang out outside of work together. But uh, the people who watch morning shows are typically going to be more are women or daytime shows rather. Uh, so let's include like you know the talk and uh, the view. So that's going to be more women centric as opposed to and 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 you know that might be like let's say twenty four to. 42 i don't know i don't know the age ranges uh because you hear about the 18 to 36 age range or 18 to 32 age range the coveted range uh but then i would say late night is more is geared towards more younger people so 18 and uh to to the uh to the uh, uh 32 range 18 to 36 uh and i would say it's more male-centric especially when it comes to the host Can you the okay? How about this? Can you are you are are late night shows able to be reinvented in the middle of their runs? Let's go back to uh, the late. Uh, excuse me, yeah, the late show. Let's go back to the late show. No, excuse me, tonight show, late show. Let's go back to late show with Seth Meyers. Seth, uh, when he started the show, he would deliver the monologue by standing up, looked uncomfortable, um, and then eventually, you know, a year or however many months in, he sat down and it just became. A much better show. It was just like he was able to do a, a lot more things by sitting down, oddly enough. And then the pandemic hits. He was wearing suits, and now he's not wearing suits, and now he's the loosest late night show host ever, and he's doing all these great things. Uh, uh, I would say, even as small as it appears to be, late show reinvented itself, and it's and. Uh, you know, it, it might not have the most money. They might not do any stunts at all, but it's, I mean, what you don't need for late night, but it is funnier. I think it's the funniest show that, and then the daily show when compared to the likes of, uh, the late show and the late, late show. And, uh, yeah. And tonight's show. Did I say late show with Seth Meyers? Late night, late night. <laughs> I don't remember, but, and now, and now we have the daily show, which, which with Jon Stewart was a completely different show. And with Trevor Noah is the show it is we know now. And I think it is better with Trevor Noah because we got the uh, the outside perspective. The person from that's what that's what CBS tried to do with uh, 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 James Corden. And I think later on it failed. It kind of backfired on them for these past couple of years. But with Trevor Noah, we got this outside perspective, someone who's a person of color from a, from Africa who's able to comment on American things and and relate it back to his 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 world that he came from uh, versus and I'm not saying John Stewart, you know, I'm not comparing how funny they are or anything, but John Stewart, we needed him at a time where America was uh, a little bit more gray, a little bit more uh, gray in, 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 in terms of, you know, um, the the different types of political things. It it wasn't so hardcore red, red, blue, purple, whatever. It was just it was kind of just like red, blue, you know, red versus blue. That was it. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, a show can reinvent itself. A show can and is able to, but a network doing so would it would definitely take a little bit of uh, time to get used to the changes. Even like like even if you change something over time, if you change something immediately, then it would be um, difficult. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then where does it go from here? You know, Kimmel is uh Kimmel's got a couple more years. Corden's leaving. Uh I can only I can see Colbert, you know, staying for a, a couple more years. Uh Fallon, I can see him doing it for the rest of his life. And Seth recently said on Corden's show, but I think it was a joke, uh, that they'd have to pry him away. Like he hopes to die in the middle of his show. Okay. Um, let's see. We're on. We're not done. This thing is still going, <laughs> and I'm just I'm going down and I'm skimming through the parts that I just want to talk about. They're talking about uh, this next part is NBC's uh, uh, SNL, and how it's talking. Uh, they're coming up on the 50, 50 year uh, anniversary, and after you know we've had a lot of different hosts for that you have norm you got seth myers you got tina fey and, and fallon and 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 everybody was kind of different voice and now there's chost and michael j excuse me colin jost and michael j first we're friends second i get one of their names wrong all the time but if lauren michaels leaves does snl end does weekend update end does the show change completely Uh, and then, uh, there's, and then everybody else continues their antics. Okay. Anyway, uh, that, that is a good extensive look from Brian Steinberg at Variety talking about what, where late night has been and where, where, where it's looking to go next, not where it is going next, but where it's looking to go next and how, They've expanded on and off the screen, the the tiny silver screen. Okay. I really enjoyed that. Listen, good Lord, if you enjoyed this, if you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash C plus comedy where there are other videos like podcasts, like uh, late night, excuse me, like LinkedIn Logs, which is the LinkedIn Influencer podcast where I try to become a LinkedIn Influencer, as well as the Constitutionals podcast, which is our premier podcast. Uh, where I um, talk about entertainment business news. You can also watch News Time on there, which is our uh, like the Daily Show, except bad. Um, you want to see interviews with your favorite comedians? You can watch a show called The Interviews, as well as listen to those interviews under the Constitutional's feed on whatever podcast app you want. Most recently, talked to Luke Monez, very nice guy, uh, who, who's promoting his uh, album uh, Happening in My Head. I've talked about it. This is the third time. This is the third time I've done this for three different shows. Okay. And uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at C Comedy. Follow me at Chad Black White. Rate, review, subscribe to all of this stuff wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you get your YouTube videos. And um, I'm thinking. This is it of the episode. Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye.